an Ironic Media production. Visit us at I-R-O-N-I-C-K media.com. All right, before we get started on this episode, I wanted to share with you that I am now on Wisdom App. It is an app where we can connect and you can ask me questions and we can keep the conversation going about this week's episode. So please jump over to where you download apps on Apple or on Android and pick up the Wisdom app. It has Einstein with headphones on. Find me at Amy Stark, just Amy Stark. We can talk about the podcast and we can talk about anything that you're wondering about your journey. We can connect there. And I am so grateful that this app exists. So please come on over and let's get this conversation going. I can't wait to see you there. Now that we've highlighted that energy in your neural network, I'm being brought to age four, which again is also very hard. Do you remember by any chance your childhood? <laughs> it's a long time ago. No, I know. No, I don't. And this is interesting that you bring that up because just recently my siblings and I were talking about our childhood and they have a vivid memory and it's like, I don't remember that. And so the only thing I could think of is that my fear was so heightened that I don't remember. I wasn't in the present possibly. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. A lot of times when very sensitive children experience trauma in the home, they don't remember their childhood. When you're in fight or flight, your brain goes to reptilian brain, which is the fight or flight. So fight, flight, freeze. And even now there's this new thing called fawn, which makes sense. Let's talk about that because the fawn is basically what you're working through energetically in this lifetime. The fawn piece is pleasing others. Welcome to the Stark Transformation Show. I'm your host, Amy Stark. In this show, I'll be sharing messages of hope, healing, and transformation. I'll teach you how to shift your mindset, conquer your fears, and become the best version of you. You'll hear incredible stories of transformation and about the extraordinary journey I've been on for well over a decade. My connection with energy is so strong, and I can't wait to share it with you. Let's get started. All right. Today we have the pot healing number three, and we have Mary with us. I am going to do a solo healing with her. Mary, welcome to the show. Hi, Amy. Glad to um, be with you. Oh, I'm so happy to see you and meet you as well. Yeah. So how did you find me? Let's see. My daughter, one of my daughters said, oh, you got to listen to this podcast. And that was probably a year, year and a half ago. So I've been with you ever since. <laughs> awesome. So then you've been all the way back. Like this will probably be around 120 episodes. Right, so. right. Yep. So, wow, that's like 100 episodes ago. What did you think? What was the purpose of listening? Well, it took me a little bit to get going, maybe one or two or three podcasts, but it, you just kept pulling me in. I love the new information I gain all the time. I especially loved the, the people who died and came back. Oh, the NDEs. Yes, NDEs. Oh, my gosh. That was so fascinating. Yeah. Um, and then I see how I can relate with, with the different things you talk about. So it, it's been really good. Awesome. That's really, that's really helpful. And yeah. thank you to your daughter for recommending that you come on the show. Yeah. And by the way, then you got this healing for being a loyal listener, apparently. <laughs> The universe wanted to deliver back to you and say, thank you for listening. First of all, just to give everybody an understanding of who you are, how old are you? Yeah, I just turned 70 last week. Oh, that's amazing. Congratulations. Happy yeah. birthday. Thanks. You're in the, in the Chicago area, right? Correct. Okay. What is it that you're working on? Well, I thought about what should I be working on? And I keep coming back to fear, being afraid, fight or flight. And I actually think that I was born with it. And I don't know if it was, if it's in my DNA, but I feel like I've, I've been afraid all my life. And now most of the time it doesn't show up, but there's an underlying anxiety, very, I don't take anything for any of this, but a very low underlying anxiety that runs through my daily life. I'm vulnerable. I'm very protective. I, I get along in life just fine, but I know it's not to my fullest ability. And so I, I want things cleared or or the blocks removed or whatever this is that's uh, holding me back. Okay. 
Can you tell me what the other thing is that you're working on? Because we they're usually yeah. related. Yep. The other thing is I have a hard time getting rid of stuff. I know I need to get rid of things and I, and I don't hoard or anything like that, but it takes me a long, long time to let go. So that's part of it too. And the letting go can be emotions or anything, but right now I'm working on physical objects in my house and, and the few things that I've gotten rid of, it's been so wonderful. It's such a relief when I finally (laughs) give it away and I don't like throwing things out. So that's a big problem. But the last couple of things that I've gotten rid of, people have been really thrilled to get, and it's so thrilling to give, but it's hard to let that go. Hmm. So, All right. Listening to what you're saying about what you're working on, obviously fight or flight is around fear of survival. And Mm -hmm. if you've accumulated things and you're running that program, there's a sense of like, maybe I'll need that stuff, right? That the universe won't provide. Yeah, I think so. Right. Yeah. So let's take a deep breath in and out. Okay. So I'm seeing the age of two, this coming along, this fight or flight coming on. Mm-hmm. Take a look at that. I'm seeing a, a distance between you and your mom. So wanting to be with your mom, but your mom holding back. And this could be back in the day that it was very much the way of raising children is like, let them cry it out. And I see your arms outstretched, reaching for your mom and your mom kind of trying to be neutral to you having this energy. Mm-hmm. So whether or not, well, obviously you were two years old, so it's hard to remember that kind of thing. But if, while I say that to you, I can feel there's like anxiety building up in your body. Do you feel that? I'm not sure. Okay. Maybe, maybe, um, maybe a little. Okay. I take a deep breath in and out. Okay. Okay, good. I see the fight or flight going turning off. So there's a a meridian that runs behind the ears. That's the gallbladder. Actually, uh-huh. <laughs> that's funny. The gallbladder meridian and actually is it the gallbladder meridian? The fight or flight meridian. I know that. I'm trying to think of what they call it, but offhand I'm forgetting what it's called. Anyway, it runs down behind the ears and the fight or flight is starting to drain. So let's take a deep breath in and out. One more time. Can we focus on your father growing up? Was your father traveling? I see him with a lot of steps under his feet, meaning he's moving all the time. He did not travel at all. He was a farmer. So there's lots of activity involved with that. Okay. So he was always busy. Yes. So would you say that you didn't see him often because he was always busy? I think I saw him a fair amount. The the big problem with my father was he was an alcoholic. Okay. So I didn't connect with him. Let's yes. put that, put it that way. Yeah. Yes. When I was tuning into your energy, I saw that his fifth chakra was closed. So he did not speak his truth to himself or to others. I saw that that related to you because it was a program that was passed along to you about not feeling safe to speak your truth. Mm-hmm. So, and very interestingly, your mom seemed to talk too much. And when she would talk, it was more I don't want to say whining, but it, people didn't really appreciate <laughs> the things that were coming out of her mouth. It was, it's definitely the kind of talk where you just like are talking just to fill the space. Hmm. Okay. I, I don't see that in my mom at all. She was probably very much like me. I'm sure I got all of this from her. Very shy, very hard worker, was not allowed to talk. Basically, my father was very domineering. So I'm sure she wanted to. (laughs) So interesting. Yeah. Maybe what I'm picking up is, is her speaking and his energy around that as whatever you say is too much and not wanted. Let's take a look at that. Let's take a deep breath in and out. Good. We're starting to connect some energy throughout your body. Yeah. Feeling much more calm. Good. Your fifth, sixth, and seventh we're talking about right now. So fifth is fifth chakra, which is how you speak your truth to others and Mm -hmm. yourself. Sixth Mm -hmm. chakra is usually for someone like what you're talking about who experiences anxiety is sensing whether or not you're safe in your environment. So it's like hypervigilance. It's reacting to your environment, not really telling your environment who you are, right? It's not really creating the life that you want. It's more like, is this okay for me to be like this here? 
So then of course that leads up into the seventh chakra, which is around identity. If you're looking at these chakras, you're seeing that you're, there's an identity that says, I'd like to share who I am with people, but it's not safe. So take a deep breath in and out. Would you think that this is something that you've gone through in life where you have wanted to share more of who you are, but haven't felt safe to do that? Absolutely. I I feel very vulnerable. If I'm with more than two people or something, I, I don't know what people are thinking of me. It makes me even more vulnerable. So I don't speak to people in a bigger group for the most part. There's always this tension in me. And yes, I might want to share, but I just can't. There's something that doesn't allow me. It's just not safe. Right, right. And that definitely is coming from your mom and your dad. So your mom, whatever came out of her mouth was not wanted. And your dad just didn't speak. Uh It it seems like I just saw it was totally closed. And if you think about it, a lot of people use alcohol or drugs or sex or even just scrolling on social media or shopping or whatever to check out because they're trying to give themselves a break from the anxiety, right? So they're basically stepping out of their body in in a sense and trying to just take a break so they can feel better. But the problem is, is that when they're done taking a break, they get back into the same body that's experiencing the same things. And they've made no progress and sometimes less progress, like it's they're worse off because they've got a hangover or whatever. And so it just becomes even more difficult to, to deal with things. So let's take another deep breath in and out. Now that we've highlighted that energy in your neural network, I'm being brought to age four, which again is also very hard. Do you remember by any chance your childhood? <laughs> it's a long time ago. No, I know. No, I don't. And this is interesting that you bring that up because just recently, my siblings and I were talking about our childhood and they have a vivid memory. And it's like, I don't remember that. I don't remember that. I don't remember that. And so the only thing I could think of is that my fear was so heightened that I don't remember. I wasn't in the present possibly. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. A lot of times when very sensitive children experience trauma in the home, they don't remember their childhood. When you're in fight or flight, your brain goes to reptilian brain, which is the fight or flight. So fight, flight, freeze. And even now there's this new thing called fawn, which makes sense. Let's talk about that because the fawn is basically what you're working through energetically in this lifetime. The fawn piece is pleasing others. So when you don't speak your truth or you are you know, nervous about what people are thinking of you, there's a part of you that's trying to people please, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. Absolutely. So, and be accepted. Um, right. And that usually stems from a household where things were unpredictable. So if your father is an alcoholic, you're growing up in a life where things are unpredictable. Correct. And definitely unsafe. Also, one of the things that we grow up with is like our parents are supposed to protect us, right? No matter what. So right. if your father obviously was unpredictable and your mother wasn't stopping it, there comes a whole understanding or feeling like it's all up to me. I've got to take care of me. So how many brothers and sisters did you have? There were 10 of us totally. So nine brothers and sisters. Wow. That's yeah. awesome. Where do you fall? I'm uh, the fifth. Okay. Yeah. All right. So you're actually a middle child, <laughs> just like me. Yes. Um, that's, but that's way more children. Uh, yeah. There's only six in my family. Let's take another deep breath in and out. Four was coming up and is still coming up. So by any chance, do you remember anything happening around the age of four that just pops into your head, stands out? I'm not sure. I don't think so. Okay. I I can always tune in to see what other energies there. We just, what we want to do is we just want to highlight some of the energy that's in your body. Yeah. Okay. So I'm seeing an injury on the side of the face and shoulder. It's almost like your jaw and your neck and your shoulder, which would make sense for fifth chakra energy as well. Mm-hmm. What I, I see is like a tree trunk or something of that nature. So like a yeah, tree trunk or a stick, a large stick. Hmm. Take a deep breath in and out. Oof. <coughs> Oof. Uh, and now I'm getting a headache from it. Oh, it feels like an injury. Okay. Take a deep breath in and out. So whether you were falling out of a tree or somebody hit you by accident across the face when you're the littlest kid, you're, yeah. you just want to hang out with everybody and then somebody's swinging a bat or something like that. And then you get hit by it. 
take another deep breath in and out. Let's see what happens once we start releasing some of this energy. Do you feel that around your eyes? <laughs> releasing in your throat? Yeah, I do feel it in my throat. Yes. And my chest. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. And what I was feeling was tension around your eyebrows and your inside of the, your eyes. So like the muscles in there releasing mm -hmm. a lot of times when we are trying to figure out how the world is showing up for us, we will squint, right? Like we'll kind of lean our head forward or we'll squint. We'll try to see. Mm -hmm. And so that can cause a lot of energetic congestion up here. Right. And that's also where the sixth chakra is. So again, we always want to be telling the universe what it is we want to create rather than always sensing it. I mean, there's definitely times to sense it. Like for instance, right now I'm sensing your energy. That's what I use it for. Mm -hmm. Right. But when I'm not doing my work, I use it to create the things that I want, or at least I try take a deep breath in and out. <coughs> your heart chakra needs a little bit of healing right now. Mm -hmm. Connected to your fifth, and then it goes up to your sixth. I feel tension in my shoulders. Yeah, it will release. Okay. So, were you a religious family? My mother was very religious. My father was not, but we we went through parochial school. So, yes, I would say basically we were. Yeah. So I'm seeing that actually the religious energy was causing confusion for you because it was giving you the feeling that there was love and this protection things like that. And then you were experiencing something separate at home. So there was a disconnect. It was giving you a mixed message. Everything's going to be okay, but you're like, but it's not, it's not okay. And it's not safe. Take a deep breath in and out. We'll just let go of some of that energy. Good. Do you feel that traveling? Yes. Mm -hmm. There was lots of shame too. Yes, of course. Yeah. For, for me, that was a pretty big element. Yeah. And I think that was another reason to hide and to try to protect myself. Yes. Yeah. Take another deep breath in and out. So right now yes. I'm seeing that your right arm has stuck energy in it. So the right arm can contain energy around creativity, which we're going to address, but also uh, grief. So let's take a deep breath. Let me look at what, which one we need to deal with first. Okay. So grief, shame can cause grief, right? There's, there's like a sadness or you're, you're not being who you truly are. Correct. So take a deep yep. breath in and out. We're just going to let that go. That energy of shame and grief that I should be something other than I am. Mm -hmm. There's your fight or flight is going off again behind your ears. Good. Do you feel your jaw relaxing? I, I do. almost couldn't even say that. <laughs> I started relaxing so much. Oh, Take another deep breath. Right. <clears throat> Every time I cough, I'm clearing out the fifth chakra energy. It's just what my body naturally does to help move it along. Excellent. Okay, so I'm starting to see a better picture of energy around you. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm seeing your your daughter. I don't know who your daughter is, but I'm seeing a person that is telling me that's their your daughter, and she's in your heart space. Take a deep breath in and out. Is she supposed to be in my heart space? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's okay. She's just oh. showing me. Like I brought relief to my mom, is what she's saying. Oh. Oh, great. Um, yeah. Like my mom was able to be mostly herself around me is what she's saying. Oh, good. Yes. I think my children, I've got four children. They have been my release big time. Yeah. Good. Yeah. We're very, very close. Yeah. yeah. She's, I'm seeing safety for you with yes. them. Great. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I'm seeing your sinuses now clear. So a lot of times we pick up a lot of energy in our sinuses from other people. So if they get in our space, they'll be in our sinuses. Now I'm not saying your daughter was in your space. This is other people's energy outside mm -hmm. of your children. Okay, good. Deep breath in and out. Great. That's good. That's clearing. <clears throat> so a lot of back of the shoulders releasing. Yes. Right by the neck. Yep. They're feeling much better. Good. 
So there's a part of your reticular activating system that is starting to be like, oh, I could be me. You're just right on that. Like you're, if it was a scale of zero to 10, 10 would be, you feel like you can be a hundred percent you, you're probably at a four. So you're starting to get to that five where it's like, once you get to that tipping zone where it's at a five, then it becomes much easier to be who you really are. But before it was like, not even something you were considering. It wasn't even possible. Right. And now you're starting to get there. What's that? I believe it. (laughs) (laughs) Take a deep breath in and out. Okay. So I'm seeing a religious teacher, master. I, I didn't go to religious school. Well, I did on Sundays, but not for during the school year. I should say I didn't go. I went to public school. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Sorry when I'm in a meditative <laughs> state. I want to call him like a headmaster. So I'm seeing a headmaster and you just like shrinking. So let's take a deep breath in and out. <clears throat> well, and it might be that I've rejected a lot of that in my life since a kid. Right. So one of the things that I was seeing with the headmaster and the problem with him was a shrinking of your energy, which is definitely a fight or flight. We contract our energy, mm-hmm. but more importantly, a sense of I'm wrong. You're right. You know better than I do. And I'm not sure why, but you just do. And so there's like a feeling of handing over your power. Mm-hmm. Good. That just lit up a bunch of chakras in the front of your body. So take a deep breath in and out. So we're going to go to that whole feeling of, I don't know why you know better, but you do. So it's like, kind of like now we're working through energy on this planet of like, who does know better for us? Right. Does the government do doctors? Do I, does my naturopath does like who's got the right information? Right. So let's take a deep breath in and out. Well, in the last year, I've had real conflict with who is right and be it the government and be it doctors, boy, those have been strong the last two years. And I'm very much questioning and saying, no, they don't know what's right. So, so there's a revolution inside me, I think. <laughs> right. I think it's everybody. It's uh, the whole planet are, you know, yeah. many people are at least starting to question more things and that's what we're needing on this planet is, is more independent thinking and questioning. Right. This is good. I'm seeing your energy grow a bit as we work on this energy. So, but you're still not equal with this headmaster person. So one of the things that we are working through on this planet right now is knowing ourselves and getting closer to that and knowing that we are first and foremost, the authority on us. Take a deep breath in and out. You're like, whoa, that's it. Very interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Your whole body just was like, oh, wow. Okay. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Take a deep breath in and out. One of the interesting things about when we are in this fawn or people pleasing state we are becoming someone who we think others will like. Okay. Yes. So we're waiting for the approval of others. And sometimes it comes, sometimes it doesn't. Right. And sometimes we're like, well, why didn't you like that? And then we get angry. Right. The other thing is, is we become something that isn't us. And even when they like that person who doesn't say the wrong thing, we're like, you don't really know me anyway. So we still don't feel like, yes, we don't have them in our space because they're, they're okay with who we are, but they don't, there's a sense, a deep inner knowingness that they don't really know us so that we haven't really actually been accepted. You know, what is that word? Superficial. Superficial. Yes. There we go. Superficially (laughs) been accepted. And it doesn't feel the same as being accepted a hundred percent in here. Correct. So there's a struggle there. Good. You're starting to grow again, even larger. So I'm seeing this child again, like I was saying, Mm -hmm. that was so shrunken down. And each 
time, it's as we d- discuss this stuff and release some of this energy, you're getting bigger. And now it even looks like the headmaster is starting to come to more of an equal, still not equal. So we'll, I use these things as a gauge to figure out where your energy is at and what needs to still come or will be released. So let's take another okay, deep breath in and out. Okay. So dad, so dad's coming up. So this idea of things being either right or wrong, this comes from third chakra. This mm-hmm. is a third chakra problem. Like I, I like to call it and things are around judgment and the only one way of doing things. This is where uh, perfectionists can get caught up. It's ego. What was dad telling you throughout childhood in terms of when the few times when he would speak, it was very short. There was not a lot of information, but it was just the way that it was supposed to be. Right. I think he was the boss and you listen to me, right? That was big, big, big. I don't have a voice. I don't have an opinion. It's really what he was saying to me. Right. Yeah. Okay. So that's another thing that people who, who are fond or from a large family or perfectionist, you sort of like, and I wrote about this in my book and that hasn't come out yet. Is just that I decided it was easier not to have opinions <laughs> because exactly. nobody wanted to hear them. They right. never were fulfilled. And so then I decided that I just didn't want opinions because it was too much of a struggle to have an opinion, which is another reason why it's so amazing that I have a podcast and I talk about opinions because <laughs> um, I've obviously moved that energy. So take right. a deep breath in and out. Let's take a look at the reality now as a 70-year-old woman and not a child. Was your dad correct? Of course not. Exactly. Right. So of course not. But I have friends who I, I will be saying something and they jump in and they change the subject to themselves. And I will then say to myself, my inner self, okay, they don't want to listen. Let it go. So I'm not saying, wait a minute, wait a minute. I got something to say. I just let them jump in and, and say whatever. Right. Let's deal with the first thing, which is you saying that your father was incorrect. Okay. What sort of things might he tell you? We just want to highlight the neural network in your brain and your body. Well, again, it was very punitive. It was, listen to me. I am right. Ooh, I yeah, can I pause right there. Okay. <laughs> Your whole body just lit up and you're like, no, you're not. So of course you did not say that. Okay. As a a child. So let's just take a deep breath in and out. Let's release that from our nervous system. Cause that was very overwhelming. Good. It's starting to go. Good. Take another huge deep breath in and out. Good. Jaws relaxing. Butterfly is coming up again. Uh, You're starting to feel more neutral to your father saying, you're wrong, but you're not entirely there yet. So we're going to keep going. Take a deep breath in and out. Okay, good. You're starting to see how him saying you're wrong is like, well, there's a possibility that I'm wrong, but you're definitely not right. That's where we're at right now. So take a deep breath in and out. There's a part of you from a very young age that could feel what you're showing me is love. And I'm going to try to explain this the best way that I can, because sometimes with energy, it's not very easily translated. So you're, so your dad is saying you're wrong and your response to him is you just need love. So take a deep breath in and out. Let's talk about that. How can we find love and compassion for your father? Well, I, I have worked on that and, and I do have compassion at least. I'm not sure if I'm at the love point yet, but, (laughs) (laughs) but I felt that that was his childhood too. And that he was Mm -hmm. dealing with a lot and there was world war two going on. He did not go off to war. His, his father got an allowance for, for my father and his brother to, they were farmers and to provide food for the country and for the troops. And I've always thought that, that there was a resentment from the community because other people's sons went off to war. Mm. And and I don't know if my father felt that, but that's what comes up in me. And so I can forgive him because he he had a rough time and he, I don't think he could accept his time, his period, what was going on. 
Right. Totally. I want to just talk about for one second, because there's a matching energy between you and he in life Mm -hmm. and he being 17, 18 years old was forced to become a farmer when Mm -hmm. it felt like he wanted to do something different. I'm seeing a lot of creative energy coming through his uh, hands and arms and Mm -hmm. being shut down or shut off. So this comes back to you. So I want to talk about what, what are you trying to create in life that you're not creating? Wow. That is really a tough question. Oh, well, I've, I've become more of a healer. So, so I have actually started on a a different journey in my earlier years. I was a nurse, so I was always in that kind of field. I love to help people. I love to go into all the different uh, modalities out there, just in general, help myself, help my family, help my help friends, help people. I think that's really where I've always been. And it's, it's coming back stronger and stronger. Do you feel that or see that in me at all? What, what, what's coming back stronger? That, that I, I, I'm here on, on the earth too, to help people. But, but speaking my truth, because I've always been, like you said, a people pleaser. I've, I always see what people need and I feel it's important to help them and give them, but it's not always my truth. So I would like to do it on my truth level, if that makes sense. Right. What's in alignment with you and is authentic. Yeah. Good. <clears throat> okay. So take another deep breath in and out. When we are becoming a healer, we need to abandon this idea that it's about us. So it, the idea that is about like, when I say us, I mean like myself or you, it's not, it's, it's, we have to whittle away the ego to a degree. So we have to be willing to be not liked by people. So, and I'll, I'll explain why. When I first started out, I was a science teacher and Mm -hmm. then I just by accident really opened up these gifts just because I was so stressed out. I started meditating Mm -hmm. and the whole time I was experiencing these very wild experiences. I was having these very wild experiences. I could have judged them and shut them down. So judgment energy is around what do other people think of it or what do I think about this rather mm-hmm. than staying curious like a child, right? right? So thankfully I did stay curious like a child and I kept going and I started to see energy, started to know things, started to see energy in other people's bodies and pain and talking to dead people. And none of it made sense. Like <laughs> I was like, I have no idea why all this is happening, but it must be happening for some reason. And so I always tell people the first time I came out was when I came out of the closet. The Mm -hmm. second time was when I came out as a healer. I remember telling people and they were like, what? I I remember first, actually, I even switched jobs or careers, went from one career to the other. And everybody was like, but you're so good at the other one. I'm like, it's not in alignment with me anymore. And they were like, I don't understand. (laughs) And then I got a great job. And they were like, how do you do that? And I'm like, well, I stay in alignment with what's good for me. So I didn't care what people thought. I I knew I had to do what was right for me. And it was not easy. Obviously, when I came out of the closet the first time, I was like, well, thankfully, that was like a physical thing for me. It was like, you will will not make it if you do not go through this process. Like it will just crush your soul and you'll just um, be so annoyed in life. I thank the universe that it was such a deep physical awareness and such a huge lesson to move through, but everything seems small potatoes since then. (laughs) So every step that I take, I'm like, all right, fine, I'll just do it. Like it's easier to be in alignment with me than it is to keep people pleasing. Mm -hmm. And I've lost friends, but not that many. I have often felt misunderstood in life, but at the Mm -hmm. same time, very well received in life by those that do understand me. Mm -hmm. And that feeling of being received by the people who really do understand me definitely outweighs anybody who doesn't understand me. I'm like, you know what? I know if you knew what I know about me, (laughs) you wouldn't judge me like that. And so then I just not dismiss them, but just release them from my experience and say, please go on your own journey. I I wish you the best. I really, truly do. Yeah. So part of becoming a healer again, back to you is this idea of releasing this people pleasing and that someone else knows better than you. 
So when I started this journey, obviously becoming a healer, there were a lot of things that I didn't, didn't understand. And I questioned, and I, it was over time that I really was like, had to say these crazy things. And people were like, that means everything to me. And I'm like, how in the world does that mean something to you? And it was like, wow, there's something much larger than me at work. There has to be. And I'm just an instrument of this energy. Even when I started the podcast today and I started meditating, I always set the energy and I set the space and I set the intention. And it was to be a vessel for love and healing for you and anyone who's listening. Yeah. Take a deep breath in and out. Good. Going back to that headmaster, you're almost equal. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) Do you find that you defer to um, experts in the past as being experts, knowing more than you? Yes, definitely. But somewhere along the line in the last five or 10 years, I've realized that these experts aren't necessarily experts. And that was a huge step, I think. I'm much more careful who I think is an expert than before. Right. And they can be an expert in their field, but they may not be an expert on you and what you're experiencing. And what they say may work for those people, and but they don't necessarily work for you. True. Right. And owning that knowingness is difficult because in our head says, well, wait a second, they're supposed to know better than me. Right. But our right. heart is saying, I know better for me. Right. If I had kept listening to my head, I would still be a science teacher. Actually, I probably would be passed away, honestly. Right. I have talked about that on <laughs> oh. the podcast. I drastically changed my course of my life. And I just had my true age done, which is uh, where they sequence your DNA. And I'm 12 years younger with my immune system than I am right now, 12 years younger. So it's yeah. fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Right. And that's yes. because of all the trauma release and all the yeah. changing of my diet and everything. Right. And I was headed down a course of like not making it past 40. So I, thankfully uh, that looks a lot better going <laughs> forward. Let's take another deep breath in and out. One of the sayings that has been popping up a lot is we don't regret the things we tried. We regret the things we didn't try that we yep. wanted to. Yes, so I agree, which would be like trying to be your true authentic self and just, and then being received, right? That's what we really hope, right? Is that we can be our true authentic self and be received well. So take another deep breath in and out. When we are not our true authentic self, it's because we're afraid that people won't accept us. And that that's true vulnerability. You had mentioned, I feel vulnerable, but I always encourage vulnerability within my clients that that's really where we get to connect. Now, one of my recent guests, Marley said she called it vulnerageous, which is courageous and vulnerable, which is more what I really am going for. Because when we're vulnerable and we present ourselves and people don't don't really like it, then we understand more about who we are and who they are. Right. And maybe we realize that's not the circle I want to run in anymore. Like I said, I lost some friends along the way, but they've always become more and more alignment with who I am now. Mm -hmm. And it's hurt. It's not been easy, but it's something that has been an evolution of myself. And it's only natural if you think about vibrations of people. I always tell people when they first start working with me, it's like, if you're married, let me just tell you, this is going to be a little bit rough for you and your husband or partner because your vibration is going to get higher and they're going to be like, what's going on here? So hopefully they can start to learn what you're learning and then evolve with you. That always works out best. So if you think about vibration and friends, the same thing kind of happens. Once we start elevating ourselves, the other friends are like, wait a second, you're not performing the way that you used to. This is uncomfortable for me. But at the same time, you're like, well, it was uncomfortable for me to be there. That's why I've evolved. And isn't that funny? We try to make other people feel comfortable and we are the ones that are uncomfortable. Exactly. That's, that's a good way of putting it. Yeah. So wouldn't it be fun for the next, however many years you're on this planet to be comfortable and unabashedly you, right? (laughs) Because here's the thing. A lot of people are like, Whoa, I don't know. I don't know what will happen if I do that. I always say to people, I'm like, you're not an asshole. Like you're not going to be an asshole to people. You're not going to be like F you. If you don't believe what I believe the people who are, are, have made it to the level of, I want to be authentically me 
are, are okay with other people being authentically themselves. And just because they're, you're being in your authenticity doesn't mean that they can't be in their authenticity. So a lot of times, though, there is pushback from those people who will say, well, who do you think you are? And they don't understand yet that they have every right to be who they want to be at any given time. And that it's only the limitations that they place on themselves or the programs that they have or the trauma that they have within themselves that make them believe that they can't. Totally true. I understand that. And, so and, and I'm, I'm realizing that. And anyway, go ahead. Good. Yeah. Take another deep breath in and out because you are now bigger than the headmaster. Oh, yay. You did it. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not to say a headmaster isn't valuable and, and religion is very third chakra. It's very, some people really want somebody else to give them rules. They want to give them limitations because they don't trust themselves. And that serves a lot of people, but it sounds like from your perspective, that's not what you're looking for. You're looking to evolve in your greatest and highest good and make your own decisions about who you are. Right. And same, Absolutely. same with me. Let's take yeah. another deep breath in and out. <clears throat> and believe me, Amy, I've come a long way in the last 10 years. So <laughs> that's great. I recently was talking with somebody and she was like, in another 10 years, I'll be who I really am. I'm like, whoa, 10 years. Yeah. I, I don't feel like I necessarily have 10 years, so <laughs> I need it now. <laughs> I love that you're releasing all this energy in your body. Now it's so cool that you're still on this path and learning and engaged and interested. Like I said, I, I did that have, true age. You you could take yes. a look at what your true age is, right? Yes. I uh, have the great fortune of having two daughters who are both in energy modalities. Oh, and awesome. uh, my, my one daughter says, mom, the three of us were put together for a reason to, to be together and to, to work on this. And they're more advanced than I am at this time, but boy, we're having fun. Good. So that's really, really yeah. wonderful. I do want to talk about what it is that you want to do. So it's coming up again and you've released more energy and I, I know this is scary and this is part of the reason why I'm asking you, there's a whole lot of fifth chakra energy lighting up and your head. So it's, it's about asking for what you want. And that is scary, right? Because you can be, uh, I don't want to say denied it, but it may not come to you right away. Right. Right. And I'm not sure nothing is popping up. And, and I sacrificed a lot in life. And so that's part of who I am right now. And, and it's much better. But my husband worked many, many hours. And so I sacrificed the kids all the time. And I lost who I was. And I probably started finding who I was about 10 years ago when I went back to school. I went to homeopathy, as a matter of fact. Oh, and it, wow. it just, opened so, so much to me, but I know I'm still not there. I still don't know who or what I want to be. Okay. That was the thing that we're really working on today. So all of this is leading up to that. That's what you told me in your energy field is I feel stuck. I trust the process. I really do, but I feel stuck. I'd like to create something with my hands. So considering the fact that you're on this path, is there anything that has come up that you wanted to create with your hands? I'm very not creative. <laughs> um, it doesn't have to be creative, yeah. it, like knitting or sewing or making homeopathic stuff. It doesn't have to necessarily be a painting I, I, or anything. I do have fun making homeopathic stuff. Yes. And okay, that I whoa, do. That's, wait, time out. Your whole okay. body just lit up. Oh. So take a deep breath in and out. <clears throat> so there's a sense that it needs to be harder than that. And it's because you've sacrificed so much before that something that feels good and is easy and fun doesn't feel valuable. Mm, okay. Do you, wow. Wow. Take a huge deep breath in and out. It's a lot of the programming that we all received. You have to work really hard and that it'll take forever for you to get there. And there's, you have to do X, Y, and Z. You probably have to listen to experts to get there. You have to be an expert to be there. Take a deep breath in and out. There's a huge chunk coming off your heart chakra. So just a moment. Feels good. Nothing, nothing specific is popping up right now, but this feels great. 
good right now this uh energy was wrapped all the way around to the back our breast area is where we hold grief so there's grief you said i sacrifice a lot right so that means i didn't get to do me and so that's starting to lift off take another deep breath in and out <clears throat> good so right now i see for whatever reason grief is also shown to me tears underneath the eyes energetically so that's clearing as well i've always had a bit of sadness in myself no real reason but there's always been little melancholy or a little sadness yeah so if I, you I, tune into that energy right now you'll you'll probably find that it's i've never really been me yes yes yeah. yes yes take a deep breath in and out let's let that go I always like to tell people they are who they are because it's what tools they have, what energy they've been able to work through, and you were just doing your best. And now you're better, right? Like you've listened to my podcast. We're doing this healing. Right. You've been doing a lot of work. You really, really want to step into the true you. Absolutely. Correct? Yep. Take a deep breath in and out. And I do feel like I'm on the ladder, but I'm on the first step. And that's okay. Yes. So one of the things that I was talking to you about is when I was first discovering all this stuff, I had no idea what it all was going to turn out to be, if anything at all. Right. So I saw energy. I felt energy. I talked to dead people. I had a psychology degree. I was a science teacher. Like, what the hell does all this mean? Right? <laughs> but now it makes a lot of sense, right? Like it, it's, I help people to reprogram their brain and release the energy. And I kept saying to myself, well, I'm not a doctor and I'm kind of scared to talk to people who have crossed over like all this other stuff. Yeah. But I, I let it, that all go. And I just stayed in a childlike energy of like, I don't know what's next, but I'm going to stay curious and I'm going to keep doing what feels good and what's in alignment with my heart. And then sure enough, here I am. And I, I love life. I love what I get to do. I never would have picked it 20 years ago, but I, I'm very happy with where I am and how I feel. And especially happy finding out that I've shaved 12 years off my life. Actually, I think it's more than that, but they just go from your current age and then down. Right. Let's take a deep breath in and out. Basically, I, I will be honest. Spirit said that I have taken off for every year of work I've done. I've taken a year off of like the aging process. Right. So that was pretty cool. So it's been 16 years. So I'm actually 16 years younger. Cool. Yeah. Big deep breath in and out. So this childlike energy is, is again, also <laughs> something that you're like, okay, I, I know I have, a, I can kind of remember what it's like to be in that childlike energy, but it feels so distant. So let's bring that closer, that energy, that feeling, that awareness, that knowingness of what it's like to be curious, what it's like to be like a child and not judge what you're doing or why take a deep breath in and out. I, I see my grandkids bouncing around. Good. That's getting you close. Yeah. I feel that your yeah. uh, front of your body lit up. Let's uh, come up with another example. I keep coming back to my grandkids. I see my yeah. um, 17 year old grandkid delving into woodworking. Ooh, I love and it. So excited. Yeah. Good. Yes. Breathe that in almost like you're breathing in the energy of his creativity, of his just having fun. I'm not sure how this is going to go. But knowing yeah. that he's just a novice at it, right? Right. Because he's only 17 and that's okay. There's no judgment. He's not like, I should be an expert already. He's like, no, right. this, this makes sense. I have to train. I have to learn. I have to experience this. Deep breath in and out. Good. It's so wonderful to see his enthusiasm. Yeah. Buying new tools and looking in magazines. And he's just so excited. And I can feel it. Oh, it's it's so wonderful. Good. Yes. Yeah. And you can have that same level of excitement for what you're doing. Yes. There's a there's a piece of you that still wants to experience that. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. When we say to ourselves, if I were not to worry about what anybody else thought about what I was doing, what would I be doing? I'd be um, doing cartwheels. 
<laughs> well, cool. <laughs> yeah. What else would you be doing? I guess listening to myself. That's a big deal. I, I can't give myself a specific, what am I, what would I do? But it would, it's, I see a lot of physicalness going on in my, my mind and my spirit and whatever. Of right. Maybe good. release, maybe euphoria. That's, those are really good feelings. Yeah. Yeah. So listening to yourself, that is exactly where the map is for your next steps. I'm not here on this planet to tell you or anyone else what they're supposed to be. I don't want to do that. I would be taking away a lot of the journey if I were not to even say that I necessarily always know. I I usually don't know, but there are times I do. Mm -hmm. And and if, if there's a need to tell you, then I do. But Mm -hmm. in this case, I don't feel the need to tell you because the, the reason you're here is to start to listen more to you and what you need. So let's take another deep breath in and out. I'm seeing half your energy lit up on one side. So I want them, I want it connected more. So I'm just going to see what I can do about that. Okay. So you can fully own listening to yourself, you being the authority on you. And that's what I want. I I would love for you to tell me what it is, but I know that's not right for me. I know I need to listen to myself. Right. It's the hard work, but it's easy, right? We we're like, oh, (laughs) I got to sit down. I got to meditate. I got to check in. I got to listen. But really, we save ourselves so much time because we're not shooting in the dark, trying all these different things, right? Right. Our our energies just be like, oh, it's this. Like I I just did a meditation this morning that was around focus. That's what it's called. And all of a sudden, like three different things came to me that I had been pondering. And I'm like, Amy, why don't you do this more often? (laughs) You know, and I still meditate every day, basically, you know, but still Uh I'm like, just take a extra time now, you know, you shortcut so much stuff when you do it. So take a deep breath in and out. Let me see what I can do about this other half. What I'm getting is your husband's energy in your space. It needing to make sense, like what you're doing. So how do, what do you want to say about that? I want to tell him that's where he is because he is very logical and he's, he's coming along, but it's, it's, he's way back and it's like, get out of my space. Stop telling me your side or what you think, or that it could be stop being a devil's advocate for me. Move over, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) So are you familiar with how to clear your energy? I am, but go ahead if you, if you'd like. Um, Well, so I have the, your energy series. That's the last video. So I didn't know if you had purchased that or not, but that'll be really helpful for you to learn how to clear your energy. Because once we get people out of our space, then we can make our own decisions about who we are and what, what is important to us. And then we can entertain their agenda if we want, not feel like we have to. Here's the energy that you're battling right Mm -hmm. now. Other than clearing him out of your space, that's one way to make it really super simple. But another way to look at this is judgment begets judgment. So you're judging his journey and he's judging yours. But if you stop judging his journey and just say, it's okay where you're at and you can be where you're at and, and, and accept that and just say, that's, I'm, I'm over here doing my thing. I'm happy I'm doing it. The more that you can work through that energy and release the need to prove or show or demonstrate who you are and why. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was good. That opened up that side yeah. of your body. The more that you'll give him permission to kind of be like, well, what is she having? Like, how is she getting there? Like, what's what's going on? It tur- it changes the dynamic where it's like he can stay where he's at and and do what he's doing, and you can do what you're doing, and then you can come and interact, but in a place of non judgment. That feels so right. Good. That that non-judgment. It just feels really good. Yeah. I, I think we've had a little bit of a battle back and forth between the right. two of us. Which yeah. is an ego battle, right? It's a third chakra ego battle and it shuts off your fifth chakra, which I can feel you're getting a lump in your throat right now as we talk about this. Mm-hmm. It is very hard to be on the planet right now. I, I will not disagree. There's a lot of third chakra energy. I'm right. You're wrong blah, blah, blah. I know what's better for you than you know what's better for you. It's ridiculous. And so there's a, there's a time to just say, you know what, I'm rising above it. And this is that 5D 
It's mm-hmm. like, you know what? I'm just going to keep going from what's here and I'm going to keep managing that energy mm-hmm. and trust that that's the path, right? Because yes. it always has been the path. If you can look at your life and you can say, the times where things were going really well, it's when you went into your heart space and you did what felt right. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite exercises is to have people to remember the most synchronistic time in their life and then check in with that energy of what was happening. What decisions were you making? Why did you do it? Did it make sense? Generally speaking, it didn't make sense and it just felt right. Yes, I agree. I, I had that experience. That's excellent. It's tremendous. Yes. So, yes. Yeah, so keep that in your back pocket for any time when you're thinking I'm nuts because <laughs> it's going to happen. <laughs> like I definitely went through those moments in the 16 years, even still today. Sometimes I'm like, am I nuts? Like, I just, yeah, it's just a normal checking yourself. Right. I found out that a lot of what I do when I do my meditation, all that is I shut down my left side of my brain. So like, I have to like turn that back on and be like, okay, is everything still good over here? And like the reality of the real world. Let's take another deep breath in and out. Your energy looks much more coherent. And again, I'll just remind the listener that a coherent field is one that's more capable of being resilient. It's much healthier. It has access to its intuition, creativity. So when you have a coherent field, you are bringing in the things that are good for you. Yay. Yeah. Again, (laughs) there's this energy that's like, it should be harder. And I'm like, it should not. (laughs) So I'm just working with that energy for you. You were raised by a farmer, which obviously is one of the hardest careers. In fact, I think it's the highest level of suicide. Isn't that correct? I'm not sure. I think it is. And then the second is like dentistry. Right. So obviously that energy was passed along to you that life must be tough, must be hard in order for it to be fruitful. Okay. Yep. Literally. (laughs) So let's do an update on that. You may be familiar with this. We're just going to tap right here. Okay. And Mm -hmm. we're going to do, I now command. I now command. My multidimensional DNA. My multidimensional DNA. To update from this understanding. To update from this understanding. That life needs to be hard. That life needs to be hard. And difficult. And difficult. In order to be fruitful. In order to be fruitful. Big one. You can stop tapping. (coughs) That was a huge nervous system reset. Oh, great. Do you feel it's almost like you're sinking into your chair? Yes, I do. (laughs) The universe is like trying to ground you and be like, okay, everything's going to be okay. Yeah, I feel relaxed. I feel calmer. Good. Now, you've said how great it is to be with your daughters and you feel more relaxed with me. So you're evolving to figure out who you want to be spending your time with. Yes, absolutely. And I'm also letting go of so much in other people that that's the way they are. Let it go. That's right. where they are. That's, that's where been they are. Very helpful. Yep. Yep. And you, and when we first started off our conversation, you were saying, I'm really trying to get rid of old physical objects. How does that feel now? Feels much better. Yeah. Much yeah. easier. Yeah. Much easier. There seems to be an awareness of like, that's the old me. I need to remove that. Like that is something that is no longer in alignment with me and reminds me of when I wasn't in alignment with myself. So it's time for to let that go. I agree. Let it go. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Do you have anything else you want to ask me or say? No, I feel wonderful. Thank you very much. Good. Uh, Giving me lots of food for thought. Good. Yeah. That's really great. One last thing I'm working on right here is just your right arm. Almost all of it. The energy is cleared. I'm just looking to see. Okay, there we go. Take a huge deep breath in and out. (coughs) I think it's letting go. Yeah, it is. It's feeling much better. Wonderful. Yes. I feel like you're expecting a big gift coming up in the next (laughs) few weeks. I am. You are? Is it a baby? No. No. It's my brother. He is sick in the hospital on a ventilator. And I feel that he is going to get off this week. And that would be the most wonderful gift ever. So good. I I feel a big gift coming. Oh, I hope so. I've been praying. I've been 
negotiating with his soul. (laughs) (laughs) He still has purpose. (laughs) Good. And and I think it's going to happen. I really do. So, yay. Yeah, I feel a, a nice celebration before Christmas. Excellent. Oh, wonderful. That makes me very, very happy. Are we able to negotiate with a person's soul, like he um, being sick and all? You, or so, so everybody has a path yes. and something like death is not something we can really change. Okay. However, because it's up to that person in their contract, we can remind the soul that, that we feel that they are meant for more or whatever. We'd really love for you to stay, that kind of thing, and put our good wishes in there. But mm-hmm. um, yes. ultimately, it always is up to the soul, as far as I am aware. Yeah, that, that's what I've learned. <laughs> yeah, I've been praying and praying and working with the soul and working with his energy, working with everything that we possibly can. We have so many people working, sure, to help him. So, yeah, good. And, yeah, and we got a good I, team most of people. Know, yeah, most of us know it is the soul's final decision. So. Right. As hard as that is to know, but it is what it is. And that's a gift to accept that too. Yes. Yeah. To know that somebody feels complete. Right. There you go. It was nice to meet you. (laughs) It was great meeting you, Amy. And I will continue to follow you and and hear you. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that you've been listening to the podcast and following me along on my journey. It's wonderful. It really has been wonderful. Content provided by Amy Stark and or her guests on the Stark Transformation Show website or other platforms, including text, images, audio, or other formats, are created for informational purposes only. Always seek the advice of a physician or qualified health provider with any questions you have regarding a medical condition. Amy Stark is not a doctor or a therapist.